Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. You're laughing because I have this kineo tape on my face. This is ratchet to insert this postscript, but it's kinesiology. And I don't know why I thought it was like short, like kineo tape. Anyways, kinesiology tape. But you won't be laughing when you see how young I look. <laughs> I am a big fan of like natural facelift stuff like gua sha, buccal massages, any sort of muscle manipulation. So I just went for a buccal facial massage. It's called, it was called the lift and glow, but buccal is like when they go in your mouth and like rub all those muscles and your jaw and your face. And I feel like I look 25. And then she was like, do you want me to tape your muscles with this like kineo tape? Um, and I was like, okay, sure. Like it can't hurt. And so it's this tape you put on. She's like, after your muscles have been stretched, it's a tape that like, I don't know. It might be bullshit. But I, I was like, why not? <laughs> it's falling off because I was eating an apple. But what? my skin, can you, do you see how glowy my skin is right now? It is. I just, the placement of the, of the tape is like very like bulldog, like old man mustache, like. That's the part you worry about. Like, jowly. I call it my Homer Simpson. Like the area around your mouth that gets all the fine lines. I'm just like not into doing anything permanent or needle-based. So I got this. And just having someone rub my jaw and my mouth flaps that I use so much. And I definitely fell asleep. Like, I don't know what happened in that treatment. I fell asleep so many times. I was just this like walrus pregnant woman like. <clears throat> but... <laughs> Get get you a, if you don't mind it. Get you you would hate it, but get you a buccal massage. Oh boy, she rubbed like all in my neck, my lips. Your lips, not your on my your face. Neck, your neck's not your buccal, but the whole thing. It was it was that and just everything. Anyway, shout out to Kosha Spa on Ventura Boulevard. It's like a Russian spa with Russian technique. Loved it. Loved it. All right. Was that your first time there? No, I've gone for many other things. It's this cute, small spa. None of the pomp and circumstance. One of these big spas. And it's just great. And the owner, I don't know her name. Maybe it's Kosha. Follow her on Instagram. And she like walks the walk and like does all these massage techniques. And I just feel like I got a little light chemical peel. The kind that you can still go out that night. And I just feel lovely. (sighs) But I'm ready. And I'm ready to dive into the murk and muck that makes up all of our lives. <laughs> I'm ready. Hello, podcast people. I've started planning my Christmas menu as we have people coming, including my vegan friend. Fine. I love making vegan food. And my husband has confessed that he's tired of turkey every Christmas. I've always been in charge of what we eat on Christmas and he gets to pick New Year. I'm British and this is all I've ever known. I even brought this traditional feast with me and made it every year for 15 years since I came to Japan. 
he's Japanese, and Japanese Christmas is not something I'm finding myself wanting to lean into. He suggested pizza, and I briefly considered divorce. I want my turkey and stuffing, but I will also be preparing a vegan alternative plus something my husband wants, and I don't want to spend my whole Christmas cooking three big-ticket proteins. Any suggestions for a Christmas table that will keep my grumpy, turkey-hating husband happy? Love your work and can't wait for you to come back to Tokyo. Cat. Weirdly, I know how to say Christmas cake in Japanese, what? and it is Christmasu keiki. Oh, well. My husband taught me that. Are you sure taught, he wasn't pranking me. you? After the rigorous studying, he I learned how to say Christmasu keiki. Um... What's the big deal? It's the one thing you live in a foreign country. You want to feel cozy. You want to make a turkey. He doesn't have to eat it. But uh, I'd imagine they don't have like a ton of turkey demand in Japan. So it's probably pretty expensive. And it is a big bird. Uh, my dad doesn't like turkey. I think he just likes being contrarian. But little Cornish game hen. Which is basically chicken. You could do that. I mean, I, I don't know. I would just say. Or could you just do like a turkey leg? Could you just do a turkey breast? Well, so you need the Could turkey you, you know? to put the to put the stuffing in. So here's the thing. I'm not a big turkey person, so I think we're going to do just like a chicken and put the stuffing in there. But the other, I feel like the other thing you kind of get away with is ham if you're like ham people. I don't, a big slice of ham. I feel is like that's of, worse. Yeah, it's not. I feel like that's <laughs> a, a worse animal to eat. Um, little turkey or just a turkey leg. I mean, I obviously, you know, chicken. I mean, I think it would be unsatisfying to eat fish on Thanksgiving. You too. Another food for thought is the first Thanksgiving, actually, they ate lobsters because it was in Florida. Uh, I think in St. Augustine. So you could do lobster. And they got plenty of those in Japan. And that's a protein, you know? Also, if you make like a super hearty stuffing that has sausage and stuff in it, you have potatoes. Like, does he need the turkey? He doesn't need a big ticket protein if he's got stuffing and potatoes and beans and whatever. He'll be fine. Wait, he the husband yeah. was vegan. She wants no, the, the turkey. friend. There's a friend that's vegan. So there's going to be turkey. She wants to do a turkey for herself. She has to do something vegan for the friend. And then the husband's like, also pizza? And it's like, fine, get him a pizza. Who cares? Let him eat a pizza in the corner like a gremlin. No, tell your husband, we do things Japanese 364 days a year. We're eating my turkey. This makes me miss home a little bit less, okay? I'm not doing... I'm not making this Japanese. We're not doing Wagyu sliders or sashimi or ususukuri. None of it. It's my holiday. Damn it. Oh, it's Christmas. I'm sorry. I keep thinking. You know what? Eat your thing. But if you want something smaller, get a chicken. Other than that, I don't know what we're doing here. Your vegan friend can bring their own acorns. <laughs> don't people do like oysters and stuffing? Sometimes. I do like sausage. It's like a it's like a Gentile thing, right? Right. Probably. That's gross. I don't know. I don't know. I bet it's tasty. You just brought it up to say that's gross. I just think that that like seafood and your stuffing. I don't know. I'm sure it's good. I don't know. Give your husband some bread. There you go. There's, there's your protein. Bread is stuffing. Do the oysters in it. Everybody's happy except the vegan who can eat. Thanksgiving is actually a mostly vegetarian holiday minus the turkey, so they can just eat all the sides with, like, soy butter, okay? Yeah. Don't come to a holiday if you're like, I've got special restrictions, that you're not celebrating it. I don't know. I'd be curious to know. It shouldn't be a nightmare for you to celebrate this. What does he cook? He gets to pick their New Year's Eve, New Year's meal, and it's like, I don't think of that as a big food holiday, so I'm wondering, like, what's he picking for New Year's? I think in Japan it is. We had a friend who is not Japanese, is Taiwanese, but brought over this like Japanese New Year's basket. And it had, I think it looked better than it tasted, but it had like three different kinds of shrimp and fish cakes and so like, just like Otoshidama. Otoshidama was a New Year's gift, but that's not what it was. Okay. I don't know where he got it, but it had a lot of stuff in it. So I think it's a big deal over there. I don't know. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. 
Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Go to bolinbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hi, Lies and crew. I'm a longtime listener that finally has a question of her own. I've been seeing this guy since August, male and female, both 30. And I'd say the past two months, things have become more serious. We hang out and sleep over almost every day, go on trips together, basically act like a couple, but we have never had the official talk about it. A little backstory on him. He's just getting out of a long-term relationship where he was cheated on. I've tried to respect that and take things slow so he doesn't feel rushed into another relationship. However, he is the one that pursues me and the one that seems to take things to the next level. It has been going so good with us to the point where I've wanted to tell him I love him. Yesterday, I get a call from a friend who said she saw him active on Tinder this weekend. When I asked him about- That's right, because he's wasting your time and happy to have sex with you and hang out with you and use you as a blowback cushion. What? As a cushion. Use you as a Band-Aid. Use you as kineo tape. When I asked him about it, he did admit to it, but says he's never met up with anybody from it. I told him it was okay because we'd never discussed being exclusive, but at this point, my feelings are so strong that I need to be exclusive or we'd have to stop hanging out. He said he was really embarrassed and felt shitty for going on the app. He's going to delete it and we can be exclusive, but he wants to do something special for me to ask me to be his girlfriend. He also not long after asked to go to my family Thanksgiving. 
Last night we spent together, I was feeling good about everything, but now today I'm alone with my thoughts. I'm starting to overthink, feel secure, and down in the dumps. Am I overreacting? Should I just get over this or do you think it's a red flag? P.S. So you're in Boston, loved every minute. Thanks in advance. Interesting. Because I didn't expect that to be his reaction because <laughs> we had a similar question on another episode where the guy's like, well, I don't know. I like you. I'm just not there yet. How long was he in the other relationship? And I only asked that because like, if he was married, like they did they get together like pre-internet dating? Is he like wide-eyed, fish out of water? It's just as long term. Does that make sense? Yeah, but it's just it's long. He's out of a long term relationship. It's tough. I actually need more context because that seems like he's trying to make amends. He's like, "I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. I didn't. I kind of wasn't thinking about it. You're right. Like maybe you did snap him into it, and he wants to do this grand gesture. The other side of it is, he did go on a date or two. He's lying to you. I'm not trying to make you paranoid. And he's like trying to buy some time while he's like, well, I got to think of the perfect way to make you my girlfriend. If you really like this guy, he's a little dumb for having done that. Sometimes men do dumb things, but I don't know. Also, like, where is this gesture? Has he already done it? Right. And it's just to be your girlfriend. You're not 15. He's not asking you to marry him. So you don't need it. You're like, I love you. I've loved you. Like, let's get on with this. Yeah. I would say if he doesn't do that within like 48 hours, something's weird here. Well, but he asked to come it to- It just seems like he's playing dumb. He asked to come to family Thanksgiving. Yeah. I don't know. It might be as simple as it is. It might just be, he's like, sorry, I've been out of this for so long. Maybe he took advantage of, the fact that you're so great and you guys are having sex and, you know, why buy the cow when the milk is free? And then you snapped him out of it. <sighs> it also might be too much too fast where you're like, I like you. And he's like, okay, let me do all these things to fix it because I don't want to lose it. I think in this case, only time will tell. Hopefully yeah. by the time we've answered this, he's already asked you. He may have just done something really, really, really dumb. I wouldn't write him off. I wouldn't roll around in your thoughts. But I also would not wait that long for this grand gesture. Yeah. I think we're all overthinking it. I think so too. And so you were like, you went on Tinder and he's like, can I come to your family Thanksgiving? Because I'm so hungry. <laughs> or was it like, oh my God, no. Was he saying, I like you so much. How can I prove it? I want to spend more time with you. I'd love to. Who cares if he wants to come to your family Thanksgiving? Like people... Just showing up somewhere doesn't mean anything. The other version is he's like, let me show you how much I like you by doing this while I still do something else. I don't know. I, I got to be honest. How long were you guys hanging out? I've like changed uh, halfway through this, since, my opinion. <laughs> since like August. And it started to get more serious in the last couple months. That is the last couple months. August, September, October, November. So four months. There's, there only have been the last couple months. That's a while. And you're both 30. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Seeing each other every day and he was like, I'll just go on this dating app. I don't know. I don't know. It's either you snapped him out of it and he's like, oh my God, I really do love her. I, that was, I'm so, like, I do feel bad or he's lying to you. Please don't leave us in the lurch. Please follow up. But, but, but also please... Don't hold your breath for some like crazy... At this age, he should be asking you to marry him. Like this is when people start getting ready to get married, not I'm going to ask you to be my girlfriend. Like don't be lame. Was he married to this other woman? I don't know. For like 15 years? That's just kind of... I don't like you say long-term relationship. I think you say divorce. Yeah, I just like, how much time do you really need? Like how long were they together? I just need a little bit more to see if this guy's lame, an idiot, or just wounded. Please write back. But don't overthink it. I think we're overthinking it. You're overthinking it. Just see what happens. It's fine. It's hurtful. All day, every day for four months. So much so that you've fallen in love with him and he was on a dating app. I don't I don't see it with this guy, but stranger things have happened. Mm. Like going on a dating app when you're hanging out with someone 24 hours a day. I don't like it. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. Also... Be, and we never had the talk. Like, I don't know. 
when you guys really like each other, like you almost need to have a talk officially, but you kind of don't even need to have a talk. And the fact that that's what it hinges on is like, well, we never had the talk. Uh, I'm 20. Seems. All right. Just tread carefully. <laughs> I, for your sake, I hope he's an idiot. And you guys are yeah. happy. <laughs> Dear Eliza. Am I the asshole for not wanting my son to believe in Santa or the Tooth Fairy? Context. I am a single 33-year-old working mother of a five-year-old boy. I have a very time-demanding job, and I want my son to know we have a house and nice things because of it. Sounds serious when I put it in writing, but I promise I'm not rubbing it in. I was having a conversation with my sister, 36, married, and she told me my nephew, six, lost a tooth and was bragging about how much money the Tooth Fairy gave him. I jokingly said, well, he may not want to talk about that when he comes over for a sleepover this weekend because we don't believe in the tooth fairy over here. I could tell my sister became uncomfortable and started saying things like, I want my son to have an imagination. And so you're just going to tell him it's not real? I said, of course, I would never tell my nephew the tooth fairy isn't real. I just want to give you a heads up that I will be telling my son that it isn't real. I also mentioned to her she's in a traditional relationship and in my opinion, recreating childhood experiences we grew up with, but we have completely different outlooks on the shared experience. I remember finding out Santa wasn't real and feeling really betrayed by my parents. I also feel like I support and encourage my son in ways I didn't get growing up with military parents, so I don't think my son's imagination will be stifled if I tell him these figures don't exist. I don't want my son, who I'm anticipating having the same reaction, to feel the same way. I also feel like she doesn't understand what it feels like to be a single mom. I already get shamed for working so much, but now Santa and the Tooth Fairy are supposed to get credit. I hope this is enough context. I tried typing this in my Emily voice. Congrats on your baby boy. Please bring back the hot Scotty song more often. Much love, Jessica. Not a nurse or grad student, but I do dispatch. P.S. You have said two times that I remember on the podcast, champions do more. And for whatever reason, it spoke to me. I try to live by that whenever life feels too hard. What, what Are you on the women's soccer team? Well, to be fair, I think, I think I stole it from LeBron James. And we'll play the Hot Scotty song now. Here it is. Hot Scotty number one. Number one, Hot Scotty. Hot Scotty number two. Number two, Hot Scotty. And there it was. How old your son? Five? Five. And the nephew is six. Uh, there are millions and millions of people who are not Christian, who don't believe in Santa. So don't worry about it. And the the trick is not so much, does your kid already believe in Santa and you're going to tell him it doesn't or are you just like, there's no Santa? It just seems like there's no Santa. But I guess the concern comes okay. in when the little six-year-old is over like, yay, Tooth Fairy, yay, Santa. Merry Christmas. Right, that's tough. The issue is the other kids. Like you yes. don't want your kid being like, actually, technically, these things were originated in a pagan holiday, whatever. So <laughs> you have to say to your kid, you know, he believe like, or just don't say anything. And because it probably won't come up. That's such a random topic. But let's say it does be like, hey, we're not going to talk about that and just put the kibosh on it. If you want to pull your son aside before and be like, everybody has different things they believe in. So if he brings it up, that's okay. Don't say anything. As far as the tooth fairy, nobody actually cares about the tooth fairy. Everybody just wants a bunch of money. They want a dollar and quarters. They want glitter, whatever it is, a silver dollar. It's a nice lesson to teach your kid like, this is a rite of passage. Bring me your tooth. Don't swallow it with your pudding. And I'll give you a dollar. There's nothing wrong with any of these things. Maybe it's easier for me to say too, because I didn't grow up with Santa either. Like maybe when I was very little, if it came up, but it definitely wasn't a thing being Jewish. Um, and maybe this is a great time for your kid to learn a lesson about uh, tolerating other people's views. But you yeah. shouldn't feel bad about that. You shouldn't feel bad about that. I thought it was interesting that you said, I'm the single mom. Why do they get the credit? Because they do get the credit for a while until he realizes it was you. But I wouldn't look at things like that because there's going to be so much that you as a mother, and especially as a single mother, but just as a parent, you aren't going to get credit for until that kid has a kid of his own. So, and you're going to get blamed for things you didn't even do. And you're going to, he's going to remember all these positive things that you don't even remember, but it's okay to raise your kid the way you're not hurting him. No, okay. but I 
think it's important to be aware of the fact, like, yes, totally, don't raise them believing in Santa or the tooth fairy. It doesn't matter. But make, like, and you don't even have to have a reason for not doing that, but you're, the letter very much comes across as the thing about them getting credit and, like, it, it, there's a little bit of a chip on your shoulder in the writing of this letter. Oh, yeah. About it. And it's like, 100%. you felt so betrayed by your parents that you you didn't recover. And your sister's like, what? I don't care. It's fine. So there is a lot of your own emotion in that. And that's fine. That's totally fine. But I would just be yeah. aware of that. That it's like, do you really, you don't want your kid to believe in Santa because you don't want to feel betrayed or because you don't want Santa to get the credit. Like, it feels like it's coming back to you. Which again, it's like, how else are you supposed to parent? But it's it's you're frustrated. Yeah. Nobody loves being a single parent. I don't know if you're a single parent by choice or circumstantial. It's fucking rough. I am not one, but Noah is not here this week, and this is difficult. Uh, but I've seen, I watch my mom go through it, and I watch close friends go through it, and I know when I'm at my limit, and it's just me and Sierra, like, and I'm like, I can't imagine being like this all the time, but you're probably frustrated. You're probably fucking pissed. You're like, this is not the, the, the per this is not what I wanted. And you're right to be proud of the beautiful life you give him, but you'll have to just lead by example without reinforcing it. The kid's going to be ungrateful. All kids are, but just know you're going to give him the best life that you can and he'll understand it. So you have, so that's it. Don't beat yourself up about it though. You will no. get all the credit in the end. Yeah. You will be dead, but you will get all of it. It will be in a eulogy, but you will get all of it. Check it. Hello, Eliza and Emily. I'm writing to you in hopes you can help me navigate a situation that came up with my siblings. I, 30-year-old female, have three sisters and a cousin who is really more like our brother as he's very close with us. They all live within 20 minutes of each other, while my husband and I live about 45 minutes south. With being a full-time employee and college student, bachelor's, not a PhD yet, I try to see my family when possible, but really rely on family dinners to see everyone. Aside from that, we have, aside from them, we have our mom who lives about 30 minutes north from them and an hour from me. My grandparents from Mexico- I don't need the directions. And in town. This is a lot of information. <laughs> Since my mom was Longitudinally, we are not aligned. We've all been going up to my mom's house okay. for dinner to see them all. And the times would be random and last minute, but we would all text a group chat to make sure we were on the same page. This past weekend, I found out my sisters and cousin were at my mom's house for dinner, but not a word about this to me. I only found out by seeing all their locations up at my mom's address. One sister tried to play it off as I should have just known and they thought I would be there. Didn't know I was supposed to be a mind reader. I feel pretty hurt that none of them thought to message the group channel or text me, especially since one of my sisters was at work and she was alerted of the plans. I have no idea what caused them to do this, but I doubt it's malicious, but who knows? Not one of them has reached out to me since then, and the only one who has mentioned anything is by my mom, who I have never blamed for the situation. She's recovering from surgery and didn't even expect them to go over that day. I feel pretty upset still about it. I'm wondering how to handle the upcoming holidays. Should I forgive but not forget? Should I wait for them to reach out? Thank you so much for your advice. Sam. What do you mean seeing the locations at my mom's? What do you okay, mean? Okay, so here's what I'm pretty sure happened. She was looking at the Find My Phone, like where you can track your friends or family. And so she was okay. looking and she saw that her sisters and cousin were all at mom's house and she wasn't invited. But you do this once a week, right? Well, they said it's kind of last minute because the mom just got surgery. The grandparents are there taking care of her. So they've been doing like last minute stuff and she lives further away. So she's like, hey, if you give me a heads up, I will be there. Just let me know. And they all just met up and didn't tell her. I mean, I don't know. Are you the eldest? Are you the hottest? Like, is there a thing? Like, have has there ever been a chip? You said you guys are close. Like, I don't know the, the history and I don't know. sisters too. That's tough. Right. I don't know the dynamic. I mean, you usually don't meet four sisters who are like best friends, but let's say it's all normal. You know, it's tough because your feelings are hurt, but they're going to be like, um, this isn't about you. Mom had surgery. We all just went. We didn't, we just, you live too far. Sorry, we don't remember it. I would just, because you would like to be heard because your feelings were hurt right before the holiday, I would just gather the four of them and be like, hey, you guys, I don't think anyone did it on purpose. I just want to let you know that 
Uh, if you guys are going to get together, like, please always text me. I will, and I, I'll make it, you know, especially just come from a place of like, I want to be there too. It wasn't about me. You guys were probably all busy trying to be there for mom. And I love that. Um, and you probably think I'm too far away, but I, I'll always be there. So, you know, and then it's like, well, it's not our responsibility. It's like, well, it has to be someone's. Otherwise, how am I going to know? But there's a way to say it softly and not make it about you. What were you digging for when you were checking all their locations? Like, yeah, what's up with that? Did you think that they were you, doing this? Is this the only time they've done this? If this is the only time they've done this, okay, fine. But I do wonder. It's like, why were you sitting there like, where are they all geographically? Is this, Yeah, is there a satisfaction in not inviting you? Are you the annoying one? Let's, if, there, if there's all that, we don't have that context. But it could have just been no one texted you because everyone thought the other person would. And then, oh, can you go pick this up? And oh, I'm busy. It's a little weird because it's like, well, the, obviously you're always there because you're the fourth sister. But if it's a freak thing, like a one-off, then just let it be that. Yeah. But if you have one that you're closer to, just be like, hey, Susan, like next time you guys get together, can you shoot me a text? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Don't leave, like drop like little passive aggressive messages the whole dinner. Like, mm -hmm. can someone pass the gravy or do you guys want to pass it to each other and not give it to me ever? <laughs> <laughs> Unless they think you're funny and you can do that. Yeah. That's what siblings love is to be needled. All I do to my brother. Like, don't sleep. I got you. I got something for you. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Hello all, longtime Eliza fan and fan of the pod since day one. I have had the pleasure of having a few questions answered. Oh my God, but please answer this one. Okay, I guess. Draft well, now. That's you, Emily. That's all on you. <laughs> I, I don't remember people's names. I'm not putting them in a little book like never, never again. again. They've gotten, gotten their fill. Hashtag never again. That is exactly what that phrase is for. <laughs> this one is wedding related and I feel as though Eliza is the only one who can truly help me. I, 27 female, just got married to my husband, 27 male, in October. We've been together for eight years, and our ceremony and reception were exactly what we wanted. 
While the day of was everything I wanted it to be, I struggled with planning. I never planned on hiring a wedding planner. I foolishly thought I could handle it and didn't feel like paying for one. Fortunately, a few of our vendors ended up being really difficult to work with. The coordinator for our caterer was kind of the worst. She literally never answered my emails. I would give her a reasonable amount of time to respond, but I had to call her every time to get her to answer the questions from my emails. She also confirmed a meeting with my mother and I at the venue and then didn't show. My mom went to their office, which was close by, but the coordinator was actively unpacking from a different event, acknowledged we both agreed on the meeting and gave a half-assed apology when she arrived over an hour late. My mom had taken time off from work to come to this meeting, and I felt so disrespected considering my family was giving them so much money. The seamstress doing alterations for my dress also blew me off for my final fitting, again, after we had both agreed upon the date and time. The shop was not especially close to my house, and I was furious. I promise I am in no way a bridezilla. These vendors were all being paid lots of money, and it felt horrible to be blown off. I know they work a ton of weddings a year, so it's just another job, but it made me feel like I didn't deserve my wedding. I struggle with my self-worth and confidence, so when these incidents happened, the voice inside of me was telling me this was a treatment I deserved when planning what was supposed to be my special day. I acknowledge that's on me, and it's something I need to work on. Above all, I keep hearing Eliza's golden advice of, you show people how to treat you. When these vendors blew me off, my mom stepped in and offered to help. Her version of helping was to be disgustingly nice to the vendors. Her reason being, she didn't want them to get angry and ruin my dress, the food, etc., I understand it, but it was upsetting to me because it felt like there was nothing wrong with these individuals blowing me off. Ultimately, the wedding was wonderful and the catering staff were all fantastic. As for my dress, it had a bustle and a hem and we were able to fix the rest of the seamstress's hack job with some pins. I just can't help but think that by glossing over this, I'm allowing myself to get treated this way. Not that I feel there needs to be consequences, but I'm torn between trying to let things go and also trying to say that I deserve more and won't tolerate it. Not only now, but in all aspects of my life. Eliza, how do I take your mantra and really apply it? I contemplated leaving bad reviews, but again, the actual wedding was lovely, so there's part of me that would feel bad. Is it not that serious? Should I let it go? Hearing your advice on the pod has already empowered me so much, and I feel you were the only one who could truly weigh in. Lots of love always, Emily. And this Emily says, P.S. to me, Emily, I'm the one with the cat. Moira, Moira, who looks a lot like Gracie, and our girls both passed around the same time. Then we both got sibling kitties around the same time as well. Hope your babies are doing well. My boy just had a urinary blockage, which was scary, but 2200 later, he's better and eating very expensive urinary support food. We just can't catch a break with these cats, LOL. So this person is me in another state. This is my... In another life. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you do know that this mantra of like, I got this because this is what I deserve is something you need to work on, then this is when you do that work. Not in the future, not the next time something happens. This is when you do that work. So let's break this down. First of all, people who are in the wedding industry, I mean, everybody's overworked. Everybody has a complaint, but the outcome you wanted was a beautiful wedding. You were going to be stressed and have issues regardless. Uh, There's always something whether it's a caterer uh, who bakes your cake and they put a layer of fucking chocolate in it when you ask them not to. Your wedding coordinator wouldn't have handled the seamstress. Um, a wedding planner wouldn't have handled the seamstress. It's tough because in a perfect world, you really only get a crack at this once and none of us know what we're doing going into it. Or you hire a wedding planner and they don't do a good job and you're like, I'm paying you all this money. You need to get past the, I'm paying you all this money. You are probably paying what is standard for your wedding food and everything else. It's not like you rented out the Taj Mahal. And I also wonder, were you... The email thing is really, really frustrating. I've worked with people like that where you're just like, why can I not get these answers? If you would just answer me, I won't have the questions. There is a version, and I know that you're the client, where your questions were unnecessary. Where they're like, yeah, like we do this all day. Like we don't need to quell this because they did pull it off. So I don't know about that. Um, did it, the, I'm sorry, the I deserve this thing. You have to work on this now. It all went fine. In three months, if, it make, if you're still thinking about it and it will make you feel better to leave like a fair but not great review, then you should. You know, maybe, or maybe go on there and read, do other people have this experience? I find that people still 
will use those venues and those people because people assume like, okay, maybe not them, maybe me, who knows. What sucks is all the people that disappointed you are people you were stuck with. This was the coordinator that came with the venue. And you are, if it makes you feel better, not alone. This is something that a lot of people have issues with. A lot of venues I looked at, we didn't go with because in the reviews, it was like, this place is gorgeous. The on-site coordinator is a nightmare. So it's kind of like contractors where I do think it's just like not a great industry. And that seems to be the knock. In the future, if you want to get what you pay for, you need to do more research and you need to decide if your mom's being too nice. It's not about being nice or not being nice. They're not going to ruin it. No one's going to spit in your food. No one's going to dye your dress a weird color. Don't be afraid of other people's reactions if you are acting within your rights. You know, she, okay, sorry, wasn't there. Then you need to know, great. Well, then we have this time to get these things buttoned up to allay my fears. You have to learn to manage people and you have to quiet that I get what I deserve. All right, I'm sorry, not, I, I, I'm getting this weird day because I don't deserve a good wedding. You need to work on that now because that will, you don't need me to tell you this, like that will seep its way into your marriage. That will seep its way into, your, into anything that happens in life and you will just become a person who just kind of takes what they get and you'll get upset about it later. The issue is not being upset in the moment. The issue is being upset in hindsight and now you're just left with upset, which is marring this like beautiful day that you admit was perfect. So that starts now. Yeah. You know, you know what to do. And those be and I get I'm a person like your mom where it's like if something's going wrong, I'm going to be extra nice to this person I now hate to try to fix it and I'm just going to be angry at them. I get it. That wasn't anybody trying to disrespect you or say that you weren't worthy. That was just like how do we get through this with as few tears yep. as possible? Let's grin and grin and bear it. Most people are not great at their jobs. And I will tell you from working with a, I had a website designer who kind of was like that, like was great at first and then slowly stopped answering emails. I would have like a lot of questions about things that weren't addressed. All of these delays started happening and, you know, Weeks would go by and one point they were like, sorry, I've been dealing with other clients, like just shitty stuff. And I, so I just stopped speaking to them. Everything had been paid and they came looking for a recommendation. And I was just like, I'll never answer this email. Like, fuck you. So there is, you know, you'll never, there is that though. You'll never leave them a positive review. You'll never recommend them. You have that power. But if it really bothers you, you can leave a review. Like I said, but yeah. You're not alone in the way that you felt, but it's up to you to decide how you're going to stand up for yourself in the future. Yeah. And get rid of that disgusting narrative in your head about not deserving because no one's going to come along to be like, no, you do deserve it. Like the world will just keep getting shitty. So this isn't about Bridezilla or not Bridezilla. This is about like this weird voice in your head that's obviously stuck down there deep from something that happened to you. It's enough. You got married, beautiful wedding, and that narrative is shitty and you don't, des- you don't deserve that narrative. No. Okay, we have an update from episode 70. We are now at 260 something. So this was What took you so long? 15 years ago. Red Heart Update. Hey, Eliza, Emily, and the AIA Party Goblins. My previous question from January 14th, 2020 was around the fact that this elder millennial had lost well over 200 pounds and my 12-year-old relationship with my partner at the time was spiraling to its demise. Well, that ultimately did happen. This is a man, by the way, a gay man. Well, that ultimately did happen. After 13 and a half years, June 2021, we decided to take a break in which he decided to completely move on with another guy in two and a half weeks. And since has tried to recreate what we had by dating approximately 10 guys. Keep in mind, out of convenience and scared of a huge change, I continue to live as housemates in the home we built almost two years ago. We still have ties, four dogs, own a home and two cars, but are not friends. My question. March 2023, I moved out of Maryland. Is that how I say it? That word always gets me. Maryland. Maryland? Maryland. To Long Island. The state of Maryland? (laughs) Are you asking me how to say one of our states? Yes. How do you think you should say it? Sometimes I feel like I say Maryland by mistake. Like, I feel like I just don't always hit it right. Like vinyl. Sometimes I'm like, what if I see vinyl? 
were in charge of so much of my life and continue to be in charge of like a decent amount of business that I do. And when you ask questions like that, I'm like, are you an imposter? Like, are you secretly six cats in a house coat? Yes. Hey, I'm sorry. I just, I want to make sure I get it right. How do I pronounce your name? It's like Lisa. Like I'm just making your meow, meow, meow. It's like Melbourne, Maryland. Maryland, you nut. Oh my God. I moved out of Maryland to Long Island, New York for a great professional that personal opportunity. <laughs> New York, I've got wrong. It's pronounced <laughs> Long Island. <laughs> it is. All right, go on. All right, so Being we moved to New single. York. Being single for almost three years now as a 41-year-old gay man who's a social introverted extrovert, it's really struggling to find the right guys to meet and have more than three to four days of conversation and then they disappear I'm not an ugly guy, but I wouldn't say I am a stunner. Where have all the guys looking for a fun, long-term relationship with a good, talented guy gone? Let's do dinner, have a conversation, and not just jump into bed. Help. Do you or Emily know any nice guys looking for a connection? DMs welcomed. Admire and adore you ladies. Gary, formerly from Maryland, Long Island, New York. I'm sorry, Gary. I don't have my pulse on, like, hot, available, decent gay men. I will tell you, they're not in New York City. No. That's definitely like ground zero for like, let's fuck and be nuts and be young. But that's very sweet. Um, You know what's funny is I think so many people feel the way that you feel, especially as we get a little bit older and you've kind of come out of your shell. You've like shed this, these shackles, your domestic situation, your previous body, and you're ready to like share your life with someone. You're a little bit bitter that the ex like moved on so quickly and you're like, nanny, nanny, boo, boo. Like you're trying to recreate me. I'm sure there are more like, maybe not even conservative, but like gay commitment sites versus like grinder or something, which I don't know what that's evolved to. You get what you put out. So keep putting it out. It's fucking hard, especially, did he live in the city or live Long Long Island? I mean, he's Long Island, New York. I don't know. I mean, okay, sorry, not the city at all. Uh, Long Island's like a super suburban place too. But, you know, can you move to a gayer area? I would just start putting it out. I don't know anyone specifically, nor do I know anyone like in Long Island. Uh, but you put it out there. Good for you. And yeah. and keep putting it out there. Just like any single girl, like keep asking around. And don't forget to keep enjoying like where you are in life and what you've created for yourself. Yeah. Maybe I mean, take a page from your ex's book and just move around a little bit. Nibble, nibble it up. <laughs> your right, cat, Emily, is like of people. the neediest thing. It's always right in your face. This cat, I'm always looking at your cat's asshole. I know. Sometimes I try to cover it. It's when I'm in meetings. It's when I start talking on a microphone. So if I'm in a meeting, like leading a meeting, or I'm recording with you, he's suddenly all over me. The rest of the day, he's passed out in a corner. If he was a human man, he would be my husband. Gary, do you like cats? Kick it. Hi, AIA crew. Love the podcast and congrats on the baby boy. I've been very fortunate that you've answered two of my questions before. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm letting these people get through. Here's the thing. The people that have gotten through before know that they can't write me a question that's eight pages long. Some of your questions, take it out of the email that you wrote it in, put it in a Word document. And if it's 15 pages, I can't read it. It's not happening. Feed it to an an AI and be like, is this too much? All right, go ahead. Okay. All right, so start over. Sorry, go ahead. I, 32 female, grew up in Massachusetts, but moved to Florida for a job six years ago. I work as a video editor slash producer for the marketing department of a local news station. Basically, when you watch TV, I shoot, edit, produce the commercials that market the news station. I originally wanted to work in a more creative field, but I fell into this industry right out of college when my parents were yelling at me to get a real job. After a few years, I was recruited from Massachusetts to Florida, and now it's the only industry I've ever known. About two months after moving here, I met my now husband, 30 male. Early on in our relationship, I told him that I couldn't see myself living here forever, partially because it's Florida and partially because of my career. He has lived his entire life here, so I wanted to be upfront about my intentions to leave before we got too serious. He said he had no problem leaving. He works in sales, so it is much easier for him to find a job elsewhere than it is for me. Since our wedding earlier this year, I set out to find a new job. 
I've had little luck since my experience is in a niche area of media. My husband, however, was offered a very big promotion within his company that would force us to move to the Baltimore, D.C. area. He starts in January, so I've been frantically trying to find a position there too. His promotion includes a higher salary, but not enough for both of us to live on. We've decided that if I can't find a job near his new position, I will stay in Florida until I do or until my contract is up in June. I've been feeling very conflicted about this whole situation. I have a 10-year established career. Meanwhile, my husband has had five jobs in the six years we have been together, two of which he was fired from. One was not his fault. Company was run by a literal cult. (laughs) His current job he's been thriving at, and I'm very proud of him for progressing in his career, but taken on a lot of the worrying about the future because he's nervous enough about doing well at his new position. All this being said, how do I handle the stress but still support him? How can I market myself to employers? Any advice on how to navigate this while not giving up my career would be appreciated. We don't plan on having kids, so giving up my career would somewhat cause me to lose my purpose in life. Oh, no. Too long didn't read, TLDR. My husband's new job is forcing us to move, but I can't find a job in the new location. Is it okay that I'm upset at the prospect of living long distance or giving up my career for him? Anonymous. Uh, these are all very valid things. You are editing commercials for news stations. Do you have to do this at an edit bay in the studio or can you do this from home? And you're saying she's also a producer. She's a producer. So I'd imagine has to be there like on the ground, like coordinating, like what's the ad going to be? What's the shoot going to be? Yeah. Yeah. It's a specialized field. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it's specialized, then it should be, there should be not that many people that do it. Um, I, I don't, I don't really know what your question is. You're, it's valid to feel this way. And what you're kind of saying is my job is specialized and a big deal. My husband's job is kind of bullshit because, and you let me know he got fired, which is like not a winner thing to happen because he was working for Herbal Fenfen. You kind of don't respect your husband's career path. And you're saying, I built this. I'm a woman in this weird field and I built this. I already don't want to be in Florida and now I can't leave. You're going to have to choose the lesser of two evils. And I believe if you work for a news station, which is usually a subsidiary of a larger faction, there are calls to be made on your behalf. You work for like a local, like Channel 2, NBC, have your boss call up north. It may not be Baltimore. It may be a surrounding state or like a quick commute on a train or something. I would think about commuting. Even if it's an hour, isn't that better that you live with your husband? But I think you have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder because you're like, you're bullshit. I'm not. And now I'm stuck. And now we're moving again for you. I'm stuck somewhere else I want. I don't want to be. You have to decide what is the life that you want to live and what are you willing to do it? And I would start pounding that pavement and getting creative with who I reach out to and where in the major... Baltimore metropolitan area, I'm willing to work. The problem is, is that you're viewing this, okay, you're married now and you had always thought, oh, you'll get the job somewhere else and he'll have to move for you. But you have to also view this as the fact that you're saying, if you move up there and you can't get a job, his raise isn't paying enough for you both to be able to live on it. That should have been a consideration before he took the job. Like, that's an important factor yeah, that there's that good call. You're going to move there. He's going to have a call, raise, Emily. but your quality of life will be worse if you don't have a job at all. So we're past that though. But that was a that was a factor. I, I can. What you're really saying is your job doesn't matter anyway, and you can get one anywhere because you've had five different jobs in six years. So let me find my perfect job and then let's move, which he would do right when he gets another job scamming old people out of their insurance money, whatever he does. So, but I will say just being in my own relationship where just because you sign up and something's a certain way, I definitely, you know, I have had a talk recently with Noah where I was like, I'm so used to me being the busy one. So when he's busy, it kind of like throws me off. But of course he has a right to be busy and I'm happy for him. It's just, I don't know him to be as busy as me and he is now. And so it's just a recalibration. But you need to either decide that you truly don't respect your husband's career path and be like, no, we're going to stay here. Fuck that job. We need to make like big strides so we can both live off of it. Or 
I'll just move there with you and we'll just scrimp and save. Or I'll just stay here in Florida and work really hard finding a job. Yeah. But if you've been doing this for 10 years and it's specialized, I feel like there are some people that you haven't tapped in your corner that can help you out. Yeah. Good luck. I mean, all your feelings are valid. At the end of the day, like we can't solve it, but you are not wrong to feel frustrated. Yeah, don't. 100%. We, we agree with you. That's annoying. It's really annoying. I have an update. Semi-hot update from Dating Standards Question. Hi, Liza and crew. I've got a mini update for you from way back. I wrote in over two years ago asking advice about moving in with my boyfriend at the time and maybe moving to Hawaii in the future. Eliza's advice was great, of course. The update is that after way too long, I finally broke up with that guy back in January and found out a couple months after that he had cheated on me throughout our three-year relationship. I am now back in the dating scene a bit and have been told by a couple friends and my mom that I'm being too picky. I definitely have much higher standards now than I did before, but not unreasonable in my opinion. Another friend said something along the lines of, if men are going to be trash anyway, you might as well find a hot one. So I'm curious what Eliza's thoughts are on having pretty high standards, especially when I now know I deserve much better. Side note, I'm 23 and not necessarily wanting to jump into anything serious. So maybe I shouldn't care so much if a guy ticks every box, but I don't really have the energy to put into even casually dating someone with no real potential or who doesn't align with me politically, for example. Thanks so much. Saw you in Vegas for my 21st. And at the Hollywood Improv, you always make my cheeks hurt like hell. Much love, Shannon. Hey, Shannon. Well, I'm not going to tell you that you're young because nobody wants to hear that. I'm sorry. Everybody wants to hear that, but nobody wants to hear like, you're young, you've got time. Um, Your standards are going to change. And that doesn't even mean, it could even be a lateral standard change. Allow yourself the band, the breadth to explore people, have your mind blown, have your horizons expanded. You'll know things that are non-negotiable to you. And in terms of what is what you deserve, you're asking for the bare minimum. You're like, I don't deserve a guy that cheats on me. Great. We've established that you deserve to be treated like a person. You have the opportunity to just do whatever the fuck you want, date around, kick someone to the curb if they bother you. Like, it's fine. You don't need my advice right now. Standards being too high, I mean, I was going to say like, unless you're hideous, but the truth is like, I get you get what you give and you put that expectation out there. I'd be interested to know what they mean by standards too high. Are you saying like he's got to be eight feet tall and make at least 10 figures? You know, or what do they mean by that? And also, it's always important to consider the source. What kind of relationships do those women have? You know, is it someone who's always been with men who mistreat her and your mom's like, your standards are too high. I don't love that. There are women in their late 30s who meet perfect men because like, you're just like, here's what I want. There might come a time where it's like, look, he may not, he may not have a stable of Arabian ponies. You might have to let that go. You stick to what works for you and you'll meet someone who maybe doesn't tick all those boxes, but ticks different boxes. And then you realize some of those boxes didn't matter as much to you. So just give it a beat. You don't need to take their advice. You just kind of need to keep doing what you're doing, to be honest, especially at 23. You just got out of a three-year relationship at 23. You're fine. Like, don't worry about it. And don't underestimate the fact that you're hurt. You moved for someone because you love them and they betrayed you. You want to make sure to not pass that paranoia and anger on to the next person. You want that clean slate. And I'm saying it to you. You might be like, yeah, it's fine. I don't care. It will manifest itself in weird ways. So just make sure you get right with yourself because that's that's awful, especially that young when you're so vulnerable. Yeah. I'm sorry. Aloha. <laughs> top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Trap of the crap. Uh, my top of the cob is when we were in New Zealand for a month and we were in Christchurch, we went to this beautiful, adorable town called Littleton and we stopped into a tchotchke shop and I bought a candle by a company called Amberjack and the fragrance was smoked lavender. And I only recently burned it 
and it smells so incredible. Oh. I have not had a reaction to a candle like this since I was in my mid-20s burning like cookies scented candles and like Christmas candles. It smells so good that I almost want to call my stepmother-in-law and be like, you know that candle we gifted you? Can I have it just in case you haven't burned it? Because I got we got her a smoke lavender one. And so shout out to Amberjack. I DM'd them. And I was like, I was trying to buy some candles on your website. You guys only ship within New Zealand, Australia. And because they're Kiwis, they're like, oh, we can accommodate. You just have to like pay for it. And I was like, great. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to load up. I'm going to load up on that smoked lavender. And I went online to be like, is this a fragrance I can get? It's not like a widely made fragrance. And I don't want to buy a facsimile of, and it's not going to be the same. That's exciting. So that's... Yeah, it's nice smell. And I thought I was done with smells after having my baby. I like don't wear perfume. I seldom burn candles, but I do love my, uh, it's fall motherfucker candle. That's delicious. I just don't own one because we're always selling them at shows, but I should steal one from my own merch. Yeah, yeah I think you can take one. Shout out to Dev Candle Co. for my uh, pumpkin everything. It's fall motherfucker candle. And uh, Amber Jack for their smoked lavender. Two very different vibes. Yeah. You go. Uh, my top of the cob is I love when a crime is happening on the neighborhood Facebook group. I love when they're like, I saw a suspicious person. I'm like, ooh, an exciting thing is happening in the neighborhood. I'm going to go peer out yeah. the window. I enjoy Now, if it ever affects me, I'll be devastated. But today, somebody was posting like, oh, this neighbor saw someone walking in their backyard, a strange man. And on Halloween, they were like, oh, I think one of the kids has a weapon. He's a teen. He threw all the animatronics around. And I was like, good. I hope those kids come here. I'm ready. <laughs> like, there's something exciting when it's not actually going to affect me me. Oh, yeah. Everyone here is like elderly. So I'm sure that the person they saw was like trying to get their dog or something. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, an intruder. Yeah. Talking about popping popcorn, looking at the comment section, watching drama, yeah. going on that ring app and seeing people reporting me. Well, yeah. Yeah. Fan top. Fan top. This one's for the ladies. That moment when you realize you successfully did the subconscious work to rewire the feminine urge to acquiesce to a man's expectations. I recently caught myself saying, thank you for the apology. I'm just trying to read my book right now, though. Bye to a man whose half-assed apology was not sufficient. Instead of feeling compelled to forgive him, felt powerful. It ain't much, but it's honest work. I'm Sage. You can say my name. Love the pod. Best <laughs> wishes to the whole team. Hot Scotty, Tree Frog, Snow Peach, etc. LOL. It does sound like you said it to your husband. <laughs> Unless somebody was like hitting on you at a beach. Like, is that a beach read? You're like, I'm trying to read my book. Thank you for the apology. But Get away good for me. you. Because it's uncomfortable, but it's like the more you do it, like the more you, like I struggle with like not doing smiley face emojis when I'm texting. Oh, I'm bad at that. But that has less to do, that has less to do with me wanting to be nice and more to do with me assuming whoever's reading it is an idiot and if I don't make it clear, like, here's your cookie, then they're going to lose their minds. Like, the amount of managing dumb emotions you have to do. But good for you. Right. Trying to convey a tone. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's also true, too. Yeah. There's only so many words you can use. Sometimes you need emoji. Who knows what we did without it before? We just randomly attacked each other. What's your bottom and what's the fan bottom? My bottom is when you spend more time fretting over doing something than doing it. It happens to me a bit, but most recently, like there's, we have to re-enroll in health insurance for next year. So I'm like, oh, I have to read all the, oh, I have to do this. I have to figure out. And I'm like, I logged in. I'm like, I have to compare these. But, and then it took me five minutes to be like, oh, yep, this one, this one, this one enrolled, boom, ready for next year. But those like maintenance things like calling into a doctor, making an appointment where you're like, oh, I have to do that. Just do it. Then it's done. Nothing to fear, but fear itself. The fan bottom. I hear you. Just get it done. Yeah. Fan bottom is literally all the videos, reels, et cetera, where women do the stupid nail tap showing off an item. Just hold it up. Love you guys in the pod. Lauren. Oh, yeah. Because people like get rock hard for ASMR. And now I think people do it and they don't even realize it. And they're like, well, just in case you get off on this, click, click, click. <laughs> it is a sign of uh, lack of intelligence. I said it. <laughs> My bottom of the cob is I was home alone with Sierra. Scrolling, doom scrolling, Israel, Palestine stuff. Educating myself, but also giving myself service and just being anxious. And I heard what sounded like cannon fire outside. Not a gunshot, 
like large ammunition. And so I'm like, okay. So I like turn the alarm off. I go out of the gate. Like I go out there and it's like consistent. And I'm just like, what the fuck is that? Sounds like fireworks. And I was like, why would it be fireworks? And I'm like, oh, that's right. It's LA. Something's always awful. Someone's always losing their mind here, but it was loud. And I live in a very hilly area and it sounded like it was right down the hill. So I text a friend who lives down the hill. I'm like, are you hearing this? She's like, it's so loud. So she went on this Facebook group page for our area. Uh It was the opposite. In my mind, because I'm not going to share with everyone the thoughts that go through my head as a Jewish person living through this. But like, I was like, this is a coup. Like, this is like sleeper cells of Hamas like on the streets of LA, like this is when it happens. And we all were just sitting ducks. Like this is like, never again is out the window. Like this is happening. Uh, And it wasn't that. It was the Grove Christmas tree lighting ceremony. And I was like, this sounds like we're at war. And if it was this clear, I live several miles away. Yeah, you're not close. Up several hills, not close. I'm like, so if you just live at like 3rd and Fairfax, are your eardrums just bleeding? (laughs) It is funny to like be hearing like what sounds very violent, but is actually just like the celebration of the start of the Christmas season. (laughs) It was fireworks that they were doing. Yeah. They're like, the tree is here. And I'm like, Jews everywhere are being assaulted. The tree is here, which of course you should still celebrate. But it went went from like mass paranoia about like me as a Jew dying to like, have no fear. It's just a corporate... Grove celebration of a corporate holiday. Enjoy unto thee. I bet they had free hot chocolate there. I don't think anything in LA is free. Is that the end of it? That's it. Do you want to give your feeling for the episode and say you're in Europe? Uh, Okay. By the way, in case you couldn't tell by my accent, uh, I'm in Europe (laughs) at the moment. So we recorded this a little ahead of time because in addition to all of my daughter's things, I could not bring a Zoom recorder. I don't know that there's a feeling for this episode. I feel like each question was kind of its own thing. And I guess it's always about like standing up for yourself. But I think the, the the vibe of this episode was about reveling and enjoying what you have. Whether it's the woman who worked really hard for her career and you take a beat, whether it's the guy who lost all the weight and he's trying to find someone reveling in like what you've built or the girl who's 23, just reveling being 23. It's about taking a beat and assessing what you want and being very clear with the universe. But like, this is what I'm not going to give up. And I guess the goal at the end of the day is if what you want feeds your soul, even if you don't quite get it in the form you thought you did, I hate to be trying to be like, the journey was worth it. But like, that's why it's important to love your work or love your partner. Like, even if you don't get the marriage you want or the kids you want or the the gig at the end of the day, like, was it all worth it to try? And hopefully the answer was yes. Oh, boy. That's nice. That's nice. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.